0: Hey Jamie, do you use mouthwash? Oh, man, dog, Uh, calling me out
1: early. I got, uh, honestly, my in-laws get us dental stuff for Christmas a lot. Really? And so I've got a, I've got Batman mouthwash in the, uh, in the cabinet.
0: Batman? So it's probably like uh, bubblegum flavored or something? Nah, my dude is all into mint, but it is Batman for sure. Okay. Yeah. I like that idea. I wish my parents would give me like dental stuff. I typically get socks and underwear, which I appreciate because I don't have to worry about buying any of that yeah. during the the year. But lately, they've been buying me like extra large underwear, and I'm like a medium when it comes oh, to underwear. Yeah. So I've been unable to to uh, to actually wear them. So I've been thinking about putting them in my car. So next time I see a homeless guy, just like here you go, dude. What, yeah, I don't know what size well, you wear,
1: but here you go. Parents seem to think that their kids are a lot fatter than they are. <laughs> Like I'm not a small guy, but my dad gets me like six X stuff. Like <laughs> what? Yeah, and I, I when I when I wear it I look like a rapper from two thousand three. Like Dude you, yeah. you're
0: like you're at most a 1x dude.
1: No, uh, yeah, exactly. I'm a, I'm a 1x dude, but uh, he, I, for some reason, <laughs> like, yeah, he needs 5x. Just like
0: ludicrous. That's insane. Leaning with it and rocking with it, yeah. Uh, anyway, welcome, bogus listeners, to another edition of the Forever Bogus Podcast. And it's me, your bogus host that knows the most, me, boy, Bogus Bryce. Woo-hoo! And I'm staring at the rad dude with
1: rad attitude. Oh, nice. Rad dude with rad attitude. I'm the other guy that does this. My name
0: is j Dog. j Dog. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Forever Bogus Podcast. That's right. And uh, right at the top here, I just want to get it out of the way. The Forever Bogus Podcast is sponsored by Ed's Retro Arcade in Chile. Next time you're in the Fort Dallas... Dallas, Dallas Fort, Fort, Worth. Fort Worth. Oh my God. Why do I always fuck this up every time? And I'm reading it too. I'm reading yeah. the ad read that he gave us. Uh, but he sponsors us. He has some fantastic chili out there. So, if you're in a nostalgic retro arcade mood, definitely check that out.
1: Stand by for the bogus blend coming soon. We're working together. Oh, I'm excited about this.
0: I'm excited. Well, anyway, J Dog, what does Big Ed have on the menu for us today? That's right. Well, guys, I think it's easy.
1: If you're in the realm of nostalgia like Bryce and I are, and if you're listening, then you are, it's easy to look back fondly towards all the giant nostalgic titans of the 90s, right? The heavy hitters. Uh-huh. We're talking yeah, yeah. the summer blockbusters like Jurassic Park in 93, oh, yeah. Men in Black in 97, the video game consoles we had in the 90s, the PlayStation 1, the oh, Sega Dreamcast, yes.
0: Furbies and Furbies, Tomagachis. Tomagachis, Beanie
1: Babies, Nickelodeon ruling our TVs, movie theaters, and our minds. It's so easy to look at the stuff, and we enjoy doing it. Yeah, yeah. But I do find that for me, some of my most nostalgic 90s memories are a result of the unsung heroes.
0: Uh, okay. Like, what, what, what do you mean? Give me an example. Um, Not the giant
1: movies and the video games we look back on nostalgically, but the little things that broke up on the monotony of regular everyday life. Okay. Ordinary weekend fast food dinners made legendary by Happy Meal toys. Yes. Yes. Book bags stuffed with Goosebumps paperbacks and tales of terror. Doldrums of another school day Uh given an edge by pockets (laughs) stuffed with pogs. (laughs) Or leaving class to visit what the scholastic, <gasps> the scholastic
0: book, fair. book fair hell yes yes so
1: i i find personally that even though the movies and the tv shows and the video games the toys all the really great stuff we always go on and on about about the 90s they're so great they're nostalgic i do love to visit them and talk about them with you but my personal memories
0: are tied up in those things. Hell those yes. little things that broke up the day-to-day life. And it was something that kind of came out of the ordinary sometimes. Sometimes you weren't fully expecting it, and you're like, oh, yeah, I remember the Scholastic Book Fairs coming in a month. I just got the the little uh, order form, so I know what to expect. But that also ties in with like food promotional stuff with school. Yeah. So today on the Forever Bogus podcast, we're talking about... Book, Book it.
1: it! Pizza Hut's Book It program. Yes. For listeners out there who were less interested in cheese toppings and Judy Bloom in the <laughs> '80s and '90s, Book <laughs> It was an educational program that was launched in 1984 by Pizza Hut to encourage kids to read more. I didn't realize it started in, You said the '80s? Back in '84. Yeah, I wow. would say. Wow. Uh, We're going to all get into it. I mean, uh, when I think about Book It, I do think that it is a distinctly 90s thing, but it did span across multiple decades, and we'll we'll get into that.
0: Okay, well, that's good, because every time I think of Book It, I think of first or second grade when it got first introduced to me, and the concept kind of blew my mind. It's like, I can get free pizza just for lying about reading a book? That's exactly it. So (laughs) let's go into this
1: for (laughs) listeners who don't know what it is, maybe their school- did not participate or they were not aware of it. Sure. The idea is pretty simple with book it here. Back in the eighties and the nineties, you would read to complete a certificate. You would get a sticker and you would fill up your button. You would get these cool little book it buttons from pizza hut or from your school or from your library. Mm -hmm. When you completed a book, you would tell your teacher librarian or pizza hut worker, and they would give you a sticker. Once you filled up the buttons and you read enough books you would be able to redeem a free one-topping personal pan pizza from Pizza Hut.
0: And that's all you needed when you were younger. That personal pan looked huge when you yes. were younger. And for some reason, it like came out fresher than the pizza that your family got. and It was all yours, man.
1: I will go to bat for the personal pan pizzas at Pizza Hut to this day as being a better tasting and textured and dense pizza yes. than their standard pizza. Those became unavailable recently. Now they do more artisan-style hand-tossed personal
0: pizza, which is not as good. I haven't tried a personal pan since probably when I outgrew Book It. Well, I had one as recent as 2012.
1: Okay. (laughs) You have it in your diary? (laughs) Dear diary, today. Dear diary, today I had a personal (laughs) pan pizza. Pizza Hut. <laughs> Honestly, I want to start keeping a diary of those little things so I can remember, but... You really should. <laughs> there's a, a town neighboring our old town where we used to live when my wife was still my girlfriend. We would take this ride over by the one of the last standing K-marts. Okay. And across the street, there was a drive-through Taco Bell, and you can order the P1, which was the cheese personal pan pizza, or the P2, which was the pepperoni.
0: So this was a Taco Bell Pizza Hut or Taco Bell combination Pizza Hut. I think it was a KFC combo. Oh. It, it was definitely combo place but uh yeah i haven't seen those in the midwest it's mostly combination taco bell and pizza hut. yeah dude wrecking your butt oh 100% making your butt every order dude every doesn't matter what you order but still the concept of kfc getting like some chicken chicken nuggets with your personal yeah. pan pizza dude it's making my stomach bubble but that is good eating it's good ass eating
1: but like sometimes if you eat kfc and pizza hut in the same day or even in like neighboring days, uh-huh. when you wipe your butt, it will feel like a stranger's butt. <laughs> like It won't feel like your own butthole. It'll feel like somebody else's butthole, butthole. is this? <laughs> it's so much more open. But book it. By the 90s, the program had become a national phenomenon and it was a regular part of classroom curriculums where kids could earn pizza or even a pizza
0: party Ooh. if they hit certain goals. I don't even know if you remember that. I do, but we must have not have reached our goal because I don't remember actually having a pizza party. That exactly. was
1: Exactly. It, it was it was hard. It was a hard goal to to uh, attain. But okay. you know, so yeah, like we were saying, um, this was a personal thing. Your parents could take you to the library and then to Pizza Hut after school over the weekends in your own time, and you could build up your reading points on your own pace. But there was also an in class. Um, Basically competition, a goal, however okay. you want to put it, to try to get a pizza party for your class. And I didn't remember this because my class didn't complete it either.
0: <laughs> I really like that this was all on the kind of honor system.
1: <laughs> We're going to get into that. Okay,
0: okay, good, good.
1: When you went up to get your next badge to earn your next... Uh,
0: you know, one step closer to earning your personal pan pizza. Mm-hmm. No one gave you a quiz about the book. Well, my my teacher did, and, and I'm sure we're going to get into it later, because yeah. the honor system didn't work with my third grade teacher. <laughs> well, we're going
1: to definitely get into the honor system <laughs> regarding the good. Pizza Hut Book It program in the 90s. But first, I want to talk about the buttons a little bit. Yes, I still have mine. I have mine. I think... Any 90s warrior has theirs laying around somewhere. <laughs> somewhere. But the buttons were sort of the badge of honor here at the Pizza Hut Book It program. Mm-hmm. And some of the most 90s iconic relics are the Pizza Hut Book it buttons. They're these large pin buttons, which would be marked with the stickers, like you said. And back in the 80s, they had... Um, bubble stickers that they would put on okay. so they were like kind of round and when we got to the 90s we had these flat um, stars? holographic stickers. Yes! Yeah, stars they were and so hologram. cool. Yeah, exactly. The buttons would be used to track your progress and that's how you would show that you have earned your way to a free personal pan pizza. Okay. The buttons did include 90s iconic color schemes and also that Burger King Kids Club-esque <gasps> diversity with the characters. I'm
0: glad that you brought that up because they, they definitely look similar in style and I'm surprised that that like Burger King didn't jump on an opportunity of the like the book it or the read it movement like yes, Pizza Hut did. Yes.
1: However, there really wasn't any tie-in cartoon to speak of or anything. I'm
0: surprised they didn't use Pizza Hut to, or Pizza Head to help promote Book It, but I'd never seen him attached to it. Pizza Hut, Pizza Head didn't show up till a little bit
1: later. Okay. Since th- since we are talking about Pizza Hut's book it, as a, an I- iconic 90s staple, it really does belong a bit to the 80s, uh, and we're going to get into that, why it is an 80s staple in a little bit, but okay. I want to speak about the origin. Of- Please, yes. I'm very curious. And this is what will, I think, solidify it a little bit as... 80s property okay but if you want to see where this all began we have to look to another brand aside from pizza hut mm. and that brand is pepsi
0: oh yeah weird so it start it all started with pepsi
1: yeah and i don't know if you know this but pizza hut began with two brothers frank and dan carney did not know that borrowing amazingly from their mom to start a pizzeria in Wichita, Kansas. No way. The very first Pizza Hut was in Wichita, Kansas. It started up for $600.
0: $600 borrowed from their mom. Hey mom, can I just have like a little bit of change to try and start a pizza joint?
1: (laughs) (laughs) And the first Pizza Hut opened its doors in 1958 in the franchise. First location opened two years later in Topeka.
0: Okay, Topeka, Kansas. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah.
1: Shout out to our Topeka fans. I'm sure we got a couple out
0: there. <laughs> Wichita
1: and Topeka, the OG
0: Pizza Huts. I okay. mean, I get. I wonder if people from Topeka and Wichita have Pizza Hut pride. <laughs> I like that you say Topeka. Um, what is it? <laughs> Topeka. It almost sounds like Topeka? an A. I know it's a, I know it's an O, but it almost sounds like an A when you say it. Topeka, Topeka, yeah. Okay. I really don't think that there is some sort of pride out there. I've been to Topeka at least a few times a year, and I don't see like any outstanding uh, Pizza Hut joints or like big signs of like yeah. the home of the first. No, we don't see any of that there. Well if you if you have any listeners from
1: Topeka or Wichita, write in if you have Pizza Hub Pride. I, I'm from New Jersey and there is definitely a little there's definitely a lot of pride in Wawa. Sure. Which is a gas station sandwich store. Um, there is starting to be some more pride towards Jersey Mike subs, which are pretty Interesting. good. But on it Again, you M- misfits. It's another one. <laughs> well, no, I'm talking fast food. But yeah, I, know, I, know. I really like Jersey Mike's. But another, that's another one where, like, you will not identify your own butthole when you wipe it later. Yeah, like, I got gotcha. you. Feel like it's somebody else's. It,
0: it, you're absolutely right. It's up there with with uh, the the personal pan pizzas and KFC joints. But but anyway, yeah. so how did these two boys get linked up with Pepsi? Yeah. So after opening their first franchise location in
1: 1958 in Topeka. There you go. Good job. To Pikachu. To yeah, Pikachu. To Pikachu. <laughs> uh, in 1977, PepsiCo bought Pizza Hut, further marrying their food and beverage empire. Okay. So, PizzaCo owned a bunch of brands at the time, including Wilson Sporting Goods, Yum Brands, KFC, Taco Bell, Pizza Hut, Frito-Lay, Mug, Root Beer.
0: This was all in the 80s? This is in
1: 1977. P- Pepsi has been a, a heavy hitter since the late
0: 70s. Interesting.
1: So... Fast forward one night, uh, two higher ups at PepsiCo are out having dinner with their wives, and I don't know. It doesn't say where they were having dinner, but let's say it was in a Pizza Hut.
0: Okay. To be appropriate, I feel like it has to be a KFC Pizza Hut combination. They may not had those back then because people really were worried. It was the very first one, actually.
1: They were worried about identifying their own buttholes back then. that's fair. So, anyway, we have two higher-ups at PepsiCo. They're having dinner with their wives, and one of them brings up to the topic of conversation that their son is having trouble reading. Okay. He's struggling to learn, and and they began to wonder what would happen if they gave kids Pizza Hut pizza as a reward for reading.
0: Mm. And the
1: hopes were that, too. Obviously, they're not just... Wanting kids to read they, You know There's obviously like, it was well, incentive. Look we have this yes. It's an incentive But it's also like Hey hopefully they're gonna bring Their hungry and thirsty parents As well to. Get some <laughs> yeah, so
0: some we can shit. make some you know money know? Off
1: of that shit We're gonna make some Goddamn money Yeah <laughs> So then they brainstormed A little bit more And they said Well what if we get Schools into it And then the whole class Into it And add, we'll add a level Of peer pressure I mean it's almost Maniacal when you think Of it this way they, they, it was. It's almost a little evil
0: It does It almost sounds like Capitalism in the best way Possible But uh, let, let's join the Book It cult. <laughs> let's by join the Book Co- It cult. <laughs> uh, things
1: really took off here for Book It and the Book It program and Pizza Hut when it was signed on with the Reagan administration.
0: Mm, because that's that's where the the Read It movement I was talking to you about earlier kind of yes. came from. Because there was this big push for, for literacy in America because we were pretty low we scored pretty low uh, as a, a full country compared to other yeah. countries so yes it all probably stemmed right back from the 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 reagan administration
1: so the reagan administration uh really did seem to show a lot of stride and effort put towards educational programs mm-hmm. throughout his run. i mean the the reagan administration is 100 percent entirely responsible for cartoon all-stars to the rescue yep
0: they even have a a shot intro with him and his wife exactly (laughs) exactly so uh that
1: administration did put a lot of effort into the children and it did not work i don't think but you have to at least try i mean Mm -hmm. how how do you really reach kids you know but believe it or not book it still exists Mm mm-hmm so, they, Pizza Hut started a, a nostalgic campaign back in mm. 2021, which was sort of like uh, they brought back the old lampshades and maybe the, an the arcade cabinet or something, the red cups and all yeah. that. So, obviously, uh, Book It being a heavy hitter of this nostalgic underbelly they had to bring that back to mm-hmm. it. and it's less exciting now it's online i didn't do the research as to what you have to do to participate <laughs> can, or can
0: i as a 34 year old participate
1: book in <laughs> uh, yeah i'm gonna try that dude i'm trying like, i guess it doesn't i'm hurt. trying to sling some personal pans dude like <laughs> air hockey right down my gullet
0: <laughs> now did you did you participate in in book it 100%. I, I was sold on it. I think we started in second grade. That's when it kind of became a, a real thing. And I remember that all of my friends and like the entire class were, were in on it. And there had been multiple times I was able to get a personal pan pizza. So I was, I was full in. So you were going all in. Do you remember any of the books that you read? I was actually getting ready to, to ask you the same question because my third grade teacher did not work on the honor system. And it kind of helped in her favor, or, or at least our favor as well, because we had to do this was the year that we had to do like uh, at least one or two book reports a week. So we had been reading quite a bit. Wow! Uh, so she would consider a, a one book report, one star towards your your book. It. But I think the the biggest books that that worked for me, because I, I was a late reader. Like it, it took me a while to actually get excited about reading. Reading sucks, bro. I, I hated it. And like first grade, I remember they they would pull me out to help me read because I just had no interest in reading. Yeah, you know who reads? Nerds. Yeah, exactly. I'm not a nerd. I'm not a nerd at all. I have Streets of
1: Rage 2 in my bedroom. <laughs> it, okay, look, let me let me pitch it to you this okay. way. It's summertime. Yes. I have uh well, Goosebumps is cool, but let's say I have a copy of Goosebumps, right? Uh-huh. Night, dark, Night of the Scarecrow, right? sure, sure, or whatever sure. that one's called. I think it's like Scarecrow at Midnight or something. Either way. Let's say, say I have that. I also happen to have Streets of Rage on the Sega Genesis in my room and a personal fan sitting on the
0: floor. Yeah. So which one are you going to choose? I'm going to be punching people in the mouth <laughs> because I'm not a nerd. <laughs> well, I, I did find one book I really liked. It's called Wayside School. It, they had like a full series of it and uh, like uh sideways stories from wayside, wayside schools falling down. That same teacher, my third grade teacher, Miss Burns, she would read these out loud to the class, but she would make it sound like a whole production. She had different voices, she made things exciting. Oh. It was pretty much like listening to uh old radio theater without the sound effects. Like she did a terrific job. So that I definitely gravitated towards those books for my for my book reports and my book it stars. Well God bless Mrs. Burns because uh a lot of te- i had dude, I had a teacher
1: I think I probably brought her up in the show before. My third grade teacher, her name was Mrs. Smith, mm. and we didn't know about this in the '90s, dude. But she had deep depression. Yeah, you
0: brought her up. Like she would just let you guys
1: do whatever while she ate her sorrows away. Oh, she ate Wendy's. Yeah, she, she would get Wendy's every day, and she would also take a nap afterwards. <laughs> she would just put her head down on the desk. You guys
0: do whatever. Uh, I'm, I'm. You think I'm kidding? I, I'm dead serious. It's, it's really
1: sad. You can re- It's terribly yeah. sad because you can track my academic downfall. From- <laughs> Third grade, Mrs. Smith. I was like a pretty good student. Like, oh wow, like yeah. He like he seems to be. Boom, just went down because that's around the time I was like, she's not making me do anything. I'm only drawing Goro from Mortal Kombat every day.
0: That's amazing. That's the only thing. That's I'm amazing. Working on. Uh, scary stories to tell in the dark was a big one for for me and my class, and it was the same teacher. But she started banning books. That, so we couldn't do specific books to, to actually earn the, the book at stars. Like, for instance, I Spies, <laughs> which makes sense. They, they yeah. were banned. So it was like, Where's Waldo? And what pissed me off was uh, the Guinness Book of World Records. She started banning those, which made like no sense to me. I want to know the dumbass kid who was like, I want to do Where's Waldo for a piece of her bucket. You're looking at one.
2: I
1: fucking <laughs> knew it. I fucking knew it. I I tease you a lot on the show, so I didn't want to. I was like, I'm not gonna say it was him. I you mean, know. it wasn't exclusively. Of me. it was It you. wasn't
0: exclusively me. It was like me and like some of my friends. But she also banned like comic book stuff, so like Captain Underpants, Garfield, Bone, pretty much anything that was like comic book feel to it. So this is this oh, was you guys reading Bone the, back then. I, huh? I like Bone, and, and like yeah, reading Bone's it now, great. I'm like, damn. I mean, I didn't understand. Uh, the social commentary yeah. about it. But anyway, this is about the time where I started faking my, my book reports and just started mailing it in.
1: Yeah, dude, that's the thing, man. You see, up here, I, I, I don't know, maybe maybe we were supposed to do book reports to prove that we read the book, but up here, they really just took your word for it. You wow. would show up and you say, hey, I finished this book, and then give you a sticker. And so...
0: Your boy lied. Yeah, you you were guzzling down a lot of personal pans. You're like, they're like, uh, the waitress is like, oh, you're back? Ugh. You're back again? It's only been a day. You've yeah. oh, probably finished 10 books? You're like, yeah. I, love, I reading love reading so much. I read Stephen King's It in two days. Yeah, I did.
1: I think I might have brought that up on the show before. <laughs> yes, I, I thought I was cool and edgy in like fifth grade. I was like, I'm going to do 1500 my 1,500
0: pages. All right, I could finish that in like 24 yeah. hours. Yeah, and then when I
1: got it from the library, I just started snot crying. <laughs>
0: When does Tim Curry come in? Ha 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 ha! Oh my god! <laughs>
1: uh, that's my. But Tim what Curry about you? App. What
0: kind of books would you read?
1: <laughs> okay, so there was one time I, I have a few stories, and one one thing is is in my memory pretty clear. Okay, one time we had a book report due at school, and we had known about this thing for maybe a month and I didn't start it or even think about starting or, or even pick up the book I was going to read. I just was going to wing it on a wing and a prayer, baby. (laughs) Okay. And uh, so one Friday night in the summer or getting close to the summer, you know, school's almost out. It's basically going to be our big final project for that school year is this big book report. And me and my parents are going out for pizza for dinner. Okay. And we run into another, classmate of mine who's also in there with his parents getting pizza and the mother comes over and says uh oh did jamie start his big book report yet what and then my dad gave me the look that only you know like motherfucking i just did a terrorist attack uh,
0: that's the worst look to get
1: my weekend was over uh i i think i cried in the pizzeria what was this kid's name um i don't want to say i don't want to dox him but <laughs>
0: we should we should expose him right now on the podcast
1: i'll tell you this i ran into him as an adult in in party city before halloween and he was shopping and um i i remember saying to my now wife then girlfriend at the time like oh i don't want to talk to him shit <laughs> and then like i and then i walked over and i was like hey man and he iced me dude he did not want to talk to me i thought it was going to be one of those things where it was like oh i'm going to get stuck talking to this guy and he Iced wow. me Like he, he was, you know, he like talking get, to me was get
0: away from you faster.
1: He couldn't get away fast enough. <laughs> Honestly, if he could get away
0: with like pepper spraying me in the eye and running, I think in that moment he would have. Interesting, but he's the one that pretty much t- told on you in a way, ruined your weekend, ruined my
1: weekend, and so like I don't know. What the deal is with library hours now, but back then it was libraries were closed for the weekend. So you were screwed. (laughs) Well, we just had whatever book was in the house. My dad made me do a book report on, and that wound up being. No, it wound up being a book called The
0: Whipping Boy. <laughs> the Whipping Boy. So is this is foreshadowing.
1: So The Whipping Boy, if you haven't read it, is uh, there's this prince named Prince Harry, and he's referred to as Prince Brat. Okay. And he's a real shithead. He's a fucking dickhead. This prince. <laughs> this prince. And since he's a prince, though, no one ever, you know, raises their hand against him. They just let him do whatever they want. But they were like, this anger has to go somewhere. So his family provides him with a whipping boy named Jemmy. Oh an God. orphan boy who every time the prince does something bad, they just beat the shit out of Jemmy. This is
0: insane. This is not a real book.
1: This is a real book, and I read it for my book report, which I wound up using for my uh, Pizza Hut Book It program, and just snot crying the whole weekend, reading The Whipping Boy, l- watching all my friends outside my bedroom window... Ride bikes and cannonball into swimming pools, and I'm just reading about Jemmy getting the shit. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm I'm going.
0: <laughs>
2: I'm
1: punished, dude. How long is this book? It's a sh- it is a short book. Okay, well, it, still It's uh, eighty nine pages. Ooh. It's a short. It's a short book. That's still that's hefty. But you know, like when you're in third grade and. You weren't planning on, you know, you were just gonna play. I don't know Digimon all weekend because I had we had those little, you know, remember the Tamagotchi Digimon you kind of this. things.
0: I was just gonna mess around with those all weekend,
1: but, but now you're I'm stuck
0: like, inside reading the whipping, crying,
1: boy. just crying, <laughs> reading. And I'm not even crying. Like I'm not even crying because of the story. The story is dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. I'm crying because I don't want to be doing it. And there actually was a film ad- adaptation uh, in 1994. Uh, it was a Disney Channel original movie. Weird. Um, called Prince Brat and the Whipping I Boy. I don't remember this at all. Because why would anybody want to watch this, let alone read this and do a fucking <clears throat> book report on it? But it's just like all we had in this like waterlogged fucking shoebox in the basement. Like, all right, what book can we make? <laughs> just some. This is a nightmare book. Um, so, yeah, pulled it, dude. Cried all weekend. Felt like the whipping boy. And that was the thing. I felt a lot of parallel. I, I like, bet. You know what? I'm the, I'm the whipping boy. I'm the fucking whipping I boy. I wish I was a prince. I was thinking about all the crimes I wanted to do to the kid who got me in trouble. I don't want to say his name. <laughs> right. And I did I did complete the book report. And I remember it was a really hard-earned personal pan pizza because there was a lot of crying and punishment over that weekend, dude. But after I did it, I handed in my book report. They took me after school, and actually, it was a, it was a big deal because we headed over to Pizza Hut, got my last sticker, got my personal hand pizza. Nice. It, it just felt so earned, uh, you know. It felt like I really fought for it because, like I said to you leading into this, I did lie a lot about the the Book It program because nobody was really checking. Sure. So the last one that I had to get to really get the pizza, I had three lies. And then the last, fourth and final sticker, I really busted my ass for it. It was you, whipping. Whippin' War cried all weekend. I
0: really hope they gave you free
1: refills, at least. I don't remember, dude, but I had a tummy <laughs> ache, bro. <laughs> I had a stummy ache, bro. I'm not kidding. Um, I also remember reading the Scarecrow Walks at Midnight, which I had brought up, the the Goosebumps book. So I genuinely did do that, but that was probably later. It was probably more like fifth grade by that point.
0: Yeah.
1: Kids were reading Harry Potter when I was in fifth grade, and I was still on kind of Goosebumps. On Goosebumps. (laughs) But I I actually, uh, actually, you know what? That wouldn't be fifth grade. That would be 96 because I can perfectly equate the memory of reading that book and getting those Pizza Hut
0: points to put towards the Book It program
1: with receiving the Pizza Hut flipper toy. Oh,
0: snap. What year? What? Yeah, so it had to have been 96. 96. So you were seven years yeah. old. That probably puts you around third grade, I think. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, that makes sense. So everybody remembers the...
1: Uh, Casper rubber glove puppet mm-hmm. Pizza Hut toys, right? We've talked about those on the podcast before. Um, there are some of the famous, most famous Halloween tie-in promotional and items. And the smell
0: will take you back years, decades. The
1: smell, my dude, is, it's not like a, it's one of those, you know how like the smell of bike tires or gasoline is not nec- necessarily a good one, but it just, you like it for some reason. The smell of the rubber they use to make these motherfucking puppets, dude. (laughs) If I could smell that all the time, if I could get my sinuses removed and just have that put in there full time i would love it you've been living life to its fullest the, the, the casper one is very celebrated because i i guess I came out we were probably in kindergarten where that came out but yeah this one
0: was a bit later and nobody really talks about i'm this. surprised because didn't these like shoot water and stuff too they had like another feature yeah
1: some of them did there were there were a couple different ones uh some of them were just regular like dolphin toys but the big special ones where they were like they were puppets they were rubber puppets mm-hmm. and they shot water and so you can get a you can get a flipper, or you can get a hammerhead shark, um, and it was just amazing. I remember completing that, getting completing um, what is it? The scarecrow walks at midnight. Mm-hmm. Getting my pizza. Oh god, there happens to be a flipper promo. <laughs> Fuck Hell yeah, dude! Yeah, give me getting that. the flipper promo. <laughs> my grandma had a uh, hot dog wagon at the time, what? and uh, yeah, that's <laughs> I, I. I'm surprised I never brought that
2: up on the show. You never that's have.
1: Like, that's like a staple in my life. Is all through the '90s, my grandma ran a hot dog. Did wagon, you so. work
0: there too? Please say you did. Did I work yes. there? Yes.
1: No, I was. Too, I was. Too, I was the little. Oh, okay. Kid. Okay. Okay. Um, but <laughs> you know, I would always ride my bike there, dude. I my DNA was like 75 percent hot dogs in the '90s. Like I really, it really was. I'm not kidding. I I'm not you. joking. I just didn't realize that. That's pretty amazing. In the summers in the '90s, I ate hot dogs every day
0: <laughs> from your grandma.
1: Every fucking day. Yeah. And uh, so I remember uh, completing that bucket and getting my personal fan pizza and getting my flipper glove and then it was the summertime. School was like getting ready to let out. We stopped by the hot dog wagon. <laughs> and then she had, a, she had a nice pool at her house so I brought my flipper over in her oh, pool. man. Yes. You know that's what I'm talking about though with these book it and these unsung heroes of our 90s nostalgia. You know this isn't Men in Black. This isn't Jurassic Park. Right. This isn't a Sega Genesis or a Dreamcast. This is a little stupid educational promotion with Pizza Hut and fucking Ronald Reagan administration, you know, <laughs> yeah. and it's tied in so deeply with my memories. I could remember those. I don't, I know I saw Jurassic Park in theaters. I don't remember it for sure. Shit. I don't remember that you day remember for the experience, shit. But you remember. I remember so clearly going in the hot dog wagon with my flipper glove after... Calling in my uh, my bucket for my Pizza Hut. You know, that's what I think 90s nostalgia is about.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. And I'm glad that you brought up Goosebumps because when I think of Goosebumps, I think of the Scholastic Book Fair. Oh, God. And how a big event that was. And I think it only happened once a year, but it felt like it, it was so much anticipation leading up too you, yeah. you see and like they're they're rolling in those big silver carts and you're like what's inside this time it
1: was a big deal i
0: would get so pumped about
1: it does the term zap man mean anything to you z-a-p-m-a-n zap i want to
0: say i remember it was it like a kind of a comic strip
1: it, no, okay, so maybe maybe it's local. I, I, uh, my friend Scott, who is a listener of the podcast, we have talked about Zatman a little bit. Every once in a while, you would show up, and there would be a full fledged motherfucking puppet show happening in your school and zap man would show up and he was this alien puppet and he would fly around and he would tell you to recycle and i don't know how big or small it was i talked to a lot of people and they don't remember it so i don't know
0: if it was a new jersey thing i I, i vaguely remember this was he a uh like a fly looking guy was he um like a lightning bug looking guy
1: he was a blue
0: alien. Oh, it was an
1: alien. Okay. With a Z on his head. He had like a lemon-shaped No, head. I
0: don't remember this. Our, our school did have like special things like this. Like Ronald McDonald made a, a show. We had uh, a guy that with was with a uh, a puppet that looked like a cowboy with a long beard show up. Oh, I just fucking found a picture, dude. Oh, oh dude. wow. We're going to have to deep dive
1: me. into this. Send that to me. This is a this is a Reddit post and it has almost no interaction. So people People, people don't really remember this. Anybody else remember that man and getting excited for an assembly was just so you wouldn't have to sit in class, no matter how corny the assembly was. That's what this guy's saying. So there's that
0: man. Oh, look at all. Okay, yeah. I'm, so maybe I'm send this send you is this something now. we We're can do. We'll put a pin in it. Maybe this is something that we can we can come back to. But I would love to see if I could track this lady down and interview her uh, for the show. We that would be that would be quite amazing. But but anyway, how much money did your parents typically give you for this classic book fair <sighs> things were tough back in the 90s man
1: um around the jay dog estate uh you know like I, I i've talked about it on the show i think like i don't want to be dour or anything but a lot of people sometimes talk about their child and go like oh we don't have any money we didn't have a lot of money um my dad has you know now that i'm older has said like yeah when you were a kid you know i used to make 40 dollars last a week sometimes mm-hmm. and um but my parents, it, it, it wasn't dour. I mean, it was hard for my dad and my mom, I'm y- you sure, were but working like. Working
0: class. That's how, that's how my family was too. Working, class, working class. I had
1: a killer 90s. My, every Friday, payday, my dad would come home with like three new of those like X Men figures that were so cheap in the 90s, okay. you know? So, like, I had, a, I had a great childhood, but I didn't have a lot of money. So, I don't know. I think I went with $3 okay. sometimes, you know? And, and you really got to make that thing work. And. I am so nostalgic for Goosebumps. Probably this, you know, the listeners can't see it, of course, but behind me, I have a ton of Goosebumps. So I'm very nostalgic about Goosebumps. Sure. But back in the '90s, I w- when it came to reading and stuff, I was, I was way more specific and weird. Okay. Um, I loved Greek gods and all oh. that. Oh. So I would like to, I would like to read these books about. You know, obviously there's Hercules, but there's like the lesser guys that don't get Disney movies and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I would like to get books about those guys a lot. Okay, I was the only one. Also, you know what I loved is you'd go, everybody'd say, okay, which book are you going to get? What are you going to get? What are you going to get? Shut up, dummy. I'm spending all $3 on little erasers that look like muscle men. <laughs> I was going to get into that. I ain't getting one fucking book, dude. I'm getting muscle men erasers, right? dude.
0: I was going to get into that because my parents would give me like maybe $5 and my grandparents would give me $3 to $5. So I had a good $10 to spend at these. And I would make a beeline to the Guinness Book of World Records. Never actually bought them. I just wanted to thumb through oh, it. Wow. But also I think a big one for me uh, besides Goosebumps was the how to draw books because I felt like every year they had a new like how to draw book Pokemon, how to draw uh, anime. Like, I loved those things so much but you're right the the biggest thing for me and my friend group was the like flipping through all the posters are mostly like car posters and the shaped erasers oh man though that brings me back you actually just zapped me good
1: i'm glad i, I had a memory just come back when you said posters i forgot they sold at yes. classic book there was like
0: lamborghini or like a, a random basketball player you never heard of
1: Dude, when I was in first grade at the Scholastic Book Fair, I bought a Clifford the Big Red Dog poster, <laughs> wow. and I, I hung it on my wall when I came home, and I, maybe it was because I was little, I was in first grade, I was small, but the poster felt like it took up my entire wall. I bet. It was fucking huge, and I remember I I, I threw up that night. <laughs> coincidentally <laughs> just the same unrelated. same
0: you, you had pizza hut i'm sure a personal pan pizza No, unrelated <laughs>
1: i just threw up you know when you're a kid you just throw up at night yes. sometimes for no you reason just wake up and you're like um uh-oh okay so i remember putting up this giant clifford the big red dog poster in first grade and i threw up that night and I cried, and I remember apologizing to Clifford, saying like, "Sorry, it's you your first night here, and you have to see that." Yeah, I apologized to Clifford. I felt I felt sad he had to see that. I was like, "It's not usually like this." <laughs> you were crying. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, <laughs> sorry, Clifford. Um, yeah, I forgot. Wow, yeah, I forgot about that poster. So. Damn.
0: I don't know if I should tell the story on the podcast or not. I've told a lot of I, really gnarly things. Dude. You you have, and I think like statute of limitation. I think that we're we're probably okay here. But so my mom, she still works there, but it works at at the school. She's a, a middle school secretary, and during the summer months, uh, we didn't have a babysitter or anything like that. So I would, my brother and I would have to go to her school, and it was typically just like a half day of work, but. there's only so much you can watch from the library. There's always so many hours you can put in on a Game Boy, so I would get bored, and I would start putting together like these these little missions and things where I would try to sneak around the school and not get caught. And then I remember one day I, I found some of these uh, shaped erasers that these kids had bought from Scholastic Book Fair and had forgotten. Oh. And I'm like, oh, shit, these are mine now. And then it got me thinking, like, what else can I find? So almost every day, as soon as we got there, I'd make a beeline to just to, to go sneak around. And there was one time I remember... I found some really cool stuff, and they 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 were like pencils and like some change and like a random key and stuff. So my so my pockets would jingle when I was like you know moving around the the classroom and stuff. So ching ching ching, and I remember a, a custodian was in there, and I like dropped to the floor because I got scared I was gonna get caught. But you can hear ching ching, ching. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm like trying to like maneuver around so I wouldn't get caught. Thankfully he never found me. Surprisingly he never found me because it <laughs> I remember like this is. It, this is the time I'm getting caught and I'm getting grounded forever. Like, but it never happened. And imagine if the janitor catches you
1: too. It's like it's like worse punishment. He like chains you up where Freddy Krueger lives. Right,
0: and, and then I'm stuck yeah. in a boiler room forever until I grow out of my childlike phase. But it was uh, it was looking back on it, it was very wrong of me to to, to steal these things. But at the time, it, I felt like a secret agent. Like it was really exciting. It got me so. Uh, it was too much fun than, than what it should have been to be honest. Well, I'll I'll,
1: I'll make you feel better because you know what it reminds me of is, um, I went to public school, but on through elementary school on Wednesdays you'd have to go to CCD after school. What's that? You know if you were if if you were if you were raised Catholic your parent and you weren't in a catholic school they would make you go to this thing afterwards and like it's it's it really is a waste of time because the answer to every question is is like jesus is good you know <laughs> sure. what i mean they like yes why did the guy walk to blah 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 and oh, and do the blah 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 because jesus I, he's nice J- jesus is nice that's correct and they're like, okay we're correct jeez <laughs> like, let me go home malcolm in the middle's on
0: Life is unfair. I had that soundtrack
1: too. That was killer. (laughs) It's so good. You would go into the Catholic school where they run regular Catholic school throughout the day, but those kids are home and we're just using the classroom for our C C D. And you just had this impulse to reach into these kids' desks and snap all their pencils in half. You
0: snapped them? You didn't steal Uh,
1: them or anything, you just just snapped them. What? just snap them and put them
0: back oh my god
1: and i actually remember i don't remember who it was <laughs> i wish i could give them a shout out um oh maybe it was rob uh <laughs> And I remember saying, do you remember going back in the school the day after CCD was there and all your stuff, all your pencils were snapped in half? (laughs) And he was like, dude, it was a nightmare. It was like every Thursday morning, everybody would be screaming about how their calculator was thrown on the ground and their their pencils were snapped in half. So it wasn't just
0: me. It was like everybody. We were (laughs) bastards, dude. We were rotten bastards. I recently went to the Pizza Hut in my hometown where I grew up at, Ooh. and it, it had been remodeled a couple times, so it doesn't have that same like look on the outside, but in the Breezeway, as soon as you walk in and turn to the right, they have a huge mural for Bucket still has not oh, been touched cool. yeah. and it looks like it it had stayed in the same condition since it was first painted on there i was very very impressed and i've taken pictures so if you're interested go out, jump on my instagram and look back a little bit and and you'll see it you're gonna have to repost that when this episode goes live absolutely so yeah. like that brings me back so much and i'm glad that uh, big ed sent this topic to us today because like, it it you're right like it's it goes beyond your typical blockbuster summer hit where, yeah, I remember going to Discovery Zone, but these were just kind of one-off things that would happen maybe once a year or just it broke up the monotony of the day. And so I I really appreciate that. (laughs) Well, there you have it, Uh, bogus listeners. Book it. Book it. (laughs) But I
1: do think you should read books this summer Because Honestly man, the more time You put in between the books you read The dumber you get I really do think that I do too, but I've been reading more comics than
0: I have Anything else? <laughs> I know because you're a different kind of nerd. I guess so. What are you reading right now? Are you are you like are you just preaching? Or yeah, I'm are just you... reading
1: the back of this Muppet movie uh, laser disc.
0: That's what I've just been reading. I want a full report on that on my desk uh, on my day uh, <laughs> Just not crying about yes, it. Yes. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for, for tuning in to the Forever Bogus podcast. The Forever Bogus Halloween season is just around the corner. Stick
1: in there, man. Yeah. Oh, we're going to have a really cool VHS release pretty soon.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah, we might as well mention on the show now, it's going to be a follow-up to our release uh, last year. It's probably more than likely just going to be an exclusive for what convention? Monster Mania Con in beautiful, shiny, zazzy, Cherry Hill, New Jersey. That's right. So, Buzzkill is going to have another booth there. You He's going to be selling some more of the original art and etc. Yeah. We're going to be selling a whole bunch of stuff, and some of the stuff we're going to be selling are these
1: great uh, Halloween VHSs, Um, so yes. Look out for that. Yes, and we might we
0: might have we might have some available through DM. Yep, we'll see what we have left after the convention. So that's it for us here at the Forever Bogus Podcast. Until next time, always remember to be kind. Rewind, and we'll all book it. Okay, (laughs) bye bye.
2: (laughs) Bye. Cast in the universe. We got the host. Rye Shoemaker Nothing like they candy bars Any takers in an arsenal of VHS tapes I'm feeling really great I'm hoping y'all great Flea markets, yeah it's one for a nickel Complain about Rowan sounding like Angelica Pickles Watching Pete and Pete, maybe Malcolm in the middle Sale on Gary the Snail Mr. McNeely, I hope one of these days you could bring me my mail E Count, Shakula, you Hoover Yo, I'm dope with the pale ales. put i diamonds. I got more playing with Zales. Thinking I'ma get riders, but still I prevail. I got no rhymes for the VHS community. Custom some lunch meat for you Nimrods. Rap game Steve Jobs on that P.D. style and distant and eat my socks. Ox. Dragon Slayer modified with lasers. What we need right here is some good old taters. Back the back clamshells of the King Crusader, the one from the '90s as well as beyond. You're an asshole if you play as a job and change that wiggity whack looks like sold on this flat this-